Hello? Check. Everybody hear me? More like cockroaches than human beings. Cockroaches, they only live in the darkness of the suffering of others. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. Cockroaches. So you and I have had quite a couple of, I want to say a couple of days, but the truth is it's really been like a, a week or so. Yeah, we haven't been on the air since Thursday. Right. Okay, so it's been a week. You and I have been off the air for a week. A week. Because, yeah, well, we've we've both taken turns being sick. Um, yours a little less obvious, mine more obvious. So I am still one of those people who is cleaning her groceries mm-hmm. and uh, wearing two masks when I'm out. Like if I'm indoors somewhere, I wear two masks. Out in public, one mask. You know, like outside, even though you're not supposed to get cold when you're outside, any of that stuff. But I realize now you're only as safe as your partner. Because if I am cleaning my groceries and wearing two masks, but my boyfriend isn't, then I'm vulnerable. And he is, uh, you know, he works in theater. So he's at the theater almost every night. And he takes the subway to theater. Mm. And now we've learned that Omicron is one of those viruses that even if you're wearing a regular mask, those cloth masks don't do shit. You've got to be in an N95 or two masks or something like that. Otherwise, you are completely vulnerable to Omicron. So he comes back. It was last. It was two Saturdays ago at this point. So he was uh, not feeling great. He'd taken his temperature. It was like he had a little bit of fever. He started coughing, but it wasn't really anything. Like he had a kind of a cough and his throat was hurting and that was about it. And it was a couple of days and I said, you know, you might have Omicron. You should go. Let's let's go to the doctor. Let's both go get tested. Mm -hmm. So we both go. So he starts feeling sick on like Saturday, Sunday. We get an appointment for Tuesday. So we go to our doctor's office and we do the rapid test and then we do the spit in a tube, take a couple of days test. Mm. So we took the same test on the same day, same two tests, okay? My rapid test is negative, his is positive. And I'm feeling great. I'm feeling perfectly fine. I'm like, and I'm even feeling like, hmm, I'm really superwoman. Like I was exposed to Omicron. He tested positive. I tested negative. Like I'm so healthy that... My partner who has COVID, I didn't even get it. Mm-hmm. So my doctor says, so are you going to still continue sleeping in bed together? And I said, I don't know. No, I was going to go to my parents' house. You know, they're away. I have their apartment. He said, well, you know, do what you want. He said, I have plenty of couples that are here that uh, one test positive, one test negative, and they continue sleeping in bed together and the other person never gets it. So, you know, uh, no, no, no. I'm going to my parents' house. No, 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 so no. Kind of- you walk down the opposite side of somebody who coughs on the street. You know for a fact the guy that's one foot away from you has COVID and you're going to sleep in the same bed. That makes zero sense. Well, I knew I wasn't going to do it, but my doctor was like, ah, you know, just be careful. Like he was, he was so cavalier about it. I'm like, no way. Like the minute he diagnosed him as positive and me as negative, I had a bag packed and I was up at my parents. Right. Yeah. So I go to my parents and uh, within a couple of days of being at my parents, I had this one morning that I just wasn't feeling great. Like I had a little bit of a headache You know, I was feeling a little tired, but not really anything. So my doctor had said, why don't you come back in and get another COVID test? Because I still hadn't gotten the results back from the second test on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So as far as I know now, I'm negative. 
So I go back in. He's like, how are you feeling? I said, I'm okay. I just have a little bit of a headache. But, you know, I get headaches anyway. But now it's like we're living in a time where literally everybody I know has Omicron. Mm-hmm. Every day, like another friend is like sending a text like, oh, it got me. Yep, it got me. Mm, I'm sick. We're down. I literally at this point only have one friend other than myself. And it's because she works from home. She's been working from home since the beginning. Um, her husband works from home. The two of them never leave that house. And she constantly disinfects and she wears like a mask and a shield. And she, I mean, she's worse than I am. She and I are the only people I know that have never gotten COVID mm-hmm. this entire time. But I'm telling you, like it is, to put it in perspective, at the very beginning of COVID, if you remember, New York was the epicenter. Like New York was, we were patient zero. Remember, like everybody was asking us like, wow, New York, how's it going? What's it like? You guys have so much COVID up there. And we were, at the time, they were testing. Granted, they weren't testing as much, but people were testing positive. 15,000 people a day. Mm-hmm. We're testing positive in New York. Okay, and that's during the that people time. that can find a test. That's right. Right. There were there were less tests back then, but right. fifteen thousand per day were testing positive at the very beginning of COVID, nearly two years ago when it was first starting, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, New York! I can't believe it!" Like epicenter. Wow. Omicron right now, we are testing forty thousand a day mm-hmm. positive. Forty thousand new cases of omicron a day here in new york but luckily omicron as opposed to the other two is it's an upper respiratory my dad who's a doctor explained this to me he said the reason why the first covid was killing people is because it was lower respiratory it was in the lungs and the chest and people were getting pneumonia and they couldn't breathe and they were dying this omicron is upper respiratory it's all in your nose and it's in your throat and it's it's ent ear nose and throat mm-hmm. So it's less likely you're going to die from something like a sore throat. You're more likely to die from something that affects your lungs and something that affects your nose. Okay. So that's why you're getting less deaths. That's why people are getting through it much quicker. Plus, everybody up here is triple vaxxed. Mm. You know, that's two vaccinations and a booster. So it's really, it's running through our community here very quickly, but no one's getting like super sick and people are getting over it very quickly. So of all the covids to get this would be the one this is the one you want this is yeah you're betting on a good one this is not the worst one but this is not the worst one yeah right. people are not dying from this one so um i have a headache and i go to my doctor to get another test because he suggested coming back in he's like you know what you tested negative let's just come back in a couple of days let's just see for the hell of it so i go in again how you feeling i said you know i have a headache but I never know if it's just I get headaches. Maybe it's just it's crappy weather outside. Maybe it's the weather that's affecting my head. He says, well, you could have COVID. I said, well, no, I'm just I'm attributing my headache to COVID, but I'm sure I don't have COVID. I, don't, I have no other symptoms. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I feel full of energy. I feel fine. I don't have a cough. My throat doesn't hurt. I have a little bit of a headache. Big deal. He's like, all right. So I spit in a tube and uh, he takes my temperature. I don't have any temperature. Listens to my lungs. They're fine. I get in a cab to go back up to my parents' house where I am now staying to stay away from my boyfriend. And in the cab on the way up, he says, I got your test back from Tuesday. You're positive. Mm -hmm. You tested positive for COVID. You have the Omicron. So you tested from the previous test, not the, the newest test. Right. From the, oh, wow. Okay. Right. So Tuesday, he did two tests. He did the up your nose quick one. 
And then he did the spit in the tube takes two days. Got it. So Right. So up your nose, negative. But he sent in the one that takes two days and he happened to get the results back as I was in the cab going up to my parents' apartment. So I go up there. I pack my stuff. You might <laughs> as well back. come back home. Because... <laughs> I might as well come back home because yeah. if you're sick, I'm sick. Let's just be sick together. And um, interestingly enough, so he had all the throat stuff. He, he said he felt like he was swallowing glass. In fact, he didn't think he had COVID. He thought he had strep throat. Like that's mm-hmm. what it felt like, strep throat. He had a little bit of a cough, but mostly his throat hurt. Me, I had one day that I had a headache. And then after that, I was just like super tired. Not fatigued, but just tired. Like I would walk the dogs, I would walk around outside, and I'd come home and I'd be ready for bed. Right. <laughs> so, but what's really interesting is the doctor had said to us, since you are triple vax and since Omicron is a little less of a thing, you probably only have to quarantine for five days. And in the next week or so, you're going to hear the CDC saying that if you have this version, you only have to quarantine for five days. And sure enough, today, that's what happened. Yeah. And that's what they are saying now. But I don't under- understand that at all. They don't want to shut the country down. They want people to go back to school. But it's not going to stop the spread. There's 4,000 no, no, people no. in South Carolina alone today that came down with it. And you can't even find a test. So I don't even know right. how those people came down with it. Okay, but but here's the thing. If you're vaccinated, it's mild. It's like a cold. It's not a big deal. And the reason why they're saying five days is because it works its way through your system pretty quickly. I mean, I was okay within three days, but I just stayed the extra two days in because I was told to, you know, but certainly not 10 days. I didn't need to stay in 10 days. I was, like I said, I had no, I had no symptoms. And also, I don't work anywhere, so it's not like mm. I'm going to cough on people or whatever. Um, but I will tell you the weird feeling that I had, so I had gone up to my parents' house to take care of the cat. This was after my five days of quarantine. And I left their house. And for the first time, I walked home from their house to my house with no mask on. I really? walked outside with no mask because I thought, I can't get it again. You know, screw I may everybody s- else. No, no, I, I don't. I'm no, I'm no longer contagious. The five days has passed. I don't have any symptoms. Mm. I'm outside. You can't get COVID outside anyway. But the weird thing was everybody in New York is still wearing masks outside that even when I pass by people, they give you dirty looks like, Mm. where's your mask? Look at, I can see your face. Ew. It's great. Well, that's probably why they're looking at me like, because I don't look that good these days. But I think also it's become like your social pariah if you're even if you're outdoors i went to the supermarket the other day i put usually i have two masks on but now that i've had covid i wore one mask and i felt like a real champ like "Hmm, i only have one mask on like i'm being so cavalier there are people with no masks on in the supermarket and even though you walk in the supermarket there's a big sign that says you must wear a mask there are people that weren't wearing any Mm. Yeah, that's going to turn out great. So with me, it was, it's was it been almost nine days now. Yeah, so what's going on with you? You're sick, but you don't have COVID. Well, here's the thing. So nine days ago, I started to get sick, and it felt like a cold. So okay. it was really a cold, coughing my brains out to the point of my chest is getting... I can feel the crackling in my chest right? from wow. coughing so bad. Um, so this was a couple of days before Christmas. I didn't do anything until Christmas day. 
went to my parents' house, wore a mask the whole time driving there, whole time at my parents' house, had a mask on. Everybody in my family looks at me like I'm, I got 16 heads. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I don't want to get you sick. That's the reason why I'm doing this. Uh, I went, I got a COVID test before I went Two COVID tests, actually, uh, both came back negative. Okay. They were the rapid nose thingy. Uh, right. so both of them were negative, went to the doctor, they gave me a shot, then they gave me some pills and they said, big, have fun. So fast forward to yesterday, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with it. It's just, it's so bad. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to the doctor again. Because and this is a big deal. You won't go to a doctor. I will like, never you have go to, to be the really. It's hard to get you to. You're one of those guys that like you will not go to a doctor unless there's an arm hanging off of your shoulder. So I'm like, I'm going to get a COVID test. I I think I have pneumonia because you can feel my chest crackling. You can hear it. Right. Uh, it was really bad. So I went to the doctor. She said, I think you have pneumonia and COVID on top of each <gasps> other. So I'm going to give you an X-ray. We're going to give you a COVID test. <sighs> Fine. So she goes, uh, I get the test back, and both of them are negative. And it's Ooh. the nose rapid test again. So I don't okay. believe these freaking nose rapid tests <laughs> at all. I, I think well, it's mine, complete mine bullshit. Mine was a false negative also. Yeah, I, it's complete bullshit. So they gave me uh, the x-ray. The x-ray came back clear. She thought I had pneumonia, didn't. Nobody knows what I have. I mean, it's like bronchitis, something in my chest. So the funny thing is she called in two different prescriptions Uh and there's a Costco that I go to all the time to get my prescriptions and there's a Walgreens that I get a prescription, but I don't go to Walgreens that much, but it's right down the street. Right. So send them to Walgreens because I don't feel like dicking around with Costco today. So she gives me uh, a steroid Uh for five days and then cough medicine with codeine. So... She said, I only take this cough medicine at night. It's really going to screw you up. Right. But knock you right out. But it's the hell. It's the greatest cough medicine there is. Fine. So <laughs> I, I go. Uh, I finally get to the drugstore. I pull up and, and this guy in the, in the window says, your prescriptions aren't ready. Okay. Oh. And, and see, the Walgreens I go to, you have to wait in line 30 minutes. Oh, no. In the car. So I get up to the window. It's not ready. How much longer? 15, 20 minutes. Oh, God. So I went home, came back, and so I get to the drive-thru, waiting in line 30 minutes again, get to the drive-thru, and I pull up to the window, and she goes, the pills are ready, but the cough medicine isn't. So, you know, we always used to make fun of the people. You take it from the big bottle and put it in the little bottle. How long does that take? <laughs> right. She goes, we can't prescri- we can't give you that cough medicine without getting a mess- getting an okay from your doctor. Isn't that what a prescription is? I'm sitting in, dri- in the drive-thru with this lady going, what the hell are you talking about? The <laughs> you doctor, have a prescription. That's the okay. The doctor called it in. The doctor <laughs> gave you, said, give him this. And she's like, we have to get, we have to get word. And by this time, it's after five o'clock now because they've duck- they dicked me around twice. So it's after five o'clock. So the doctor's gone for so the day. So the doctor's gone. Fuck you. They're gone. They're not waiting right. for you. You know? So... <laughs> And, and no, we have to get an okay from your doctor. You got, I didn't bring you a prescription to send it through the computer thingy. And they, right, you got the doctor it. actually sent that in. It was the doc. It's not like I had my, my cousin Saul call up and be like, hey, Saul, do me a favor. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the doctor. And, and the, you, can, you can hear 
the the pharmacist in the back bitching. He's a, he's like a thirty year old nerd, freaking prick. No, I need to get this okay from his doctor. I'm like, I actually, I t- I've tapped on my nose. Am I in the twilight zone? Can, can you explain this to me? I, I really wanted to take my recorder inside of Walgreens to talk to the pharmacist and say, "Well, I'm going to do a, a segment on the show. Explain this to me because I don't understand." Right, you got something from the doctor. That's an okay from the doctor. From the doctor. You don't need to then, yeah, you don't need to then go talk to the doctor to get an okay. I didn't right. handwrite the prescription and hand it to you. It came through the machine thingy. Right. I don't know how to get into the machine thingy. It's like it's a connection between you and the doctor. So I just drove away. So like thirty minutes later, they text me again. It's ready. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> now I go back up to Walgreens and sit in line for thirty minutes and finally oh, no. get it. It's like this freaking disease couldn't be any harder. To, you can't get a spit test in South Carolina. There's no spit tests. It's only the nose test. That's okay. it. You can find nobody to give you a spit test. All right. So I don't know how people are coming down with it. I, I have no idea how they're, because I swear to God, if this isn't COVID, I almost went to the ER twice in the past wow. week because I couldn't handle it. Here's a doctor that was on MSNBC. You can yell at me all you want about MSNBC. I don't give a shit. You can listen to it or you don't. So there's a guy on MSNBC. He's an infectious disease expert. So he knows more than you do. Okay. What did he say? So he said, we're all going to die. So I, I saw this and I went, okay. Joining us now, director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy and a professor in the medical school at the University of Minnesota. Okay, so he has more than a Facebook uh, uh, d- degree. Right. He, right. he, 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 knows he has more, a real degree, yeah. He knows more than my sister does, okay? Yeah, he's a professor. He knows more than your sister who, who gets her medical advice from Facebook, yes. And, and by the way, my sister, which I saw her for the first time in two years, at my parents' house for Christmas this year. She had COVID so bad she was in the hospital for three months. You know what she's going through now? She doesn't what? have any hair left. Her <gasps> All of her hair has fallen out. So fuck you and your I don't believe in COVID bullshit. My sister's bald now and she can't go one second without crying because it destroys her. So Your anti-vax sister who now has long COVID. Right. Who can't remember shit and her hair's fallen out. She can't even re- remember her hair to, to miss her hair. So wow. th- th- Jesus. Yeah. So this guy knows what he's talking about. Fuck you. Dr. Michael Osterholm. Dr. Osterholm, good to see you as always. Uh, so what's your take hey, on these new guidelines that take the isolation down from 10 days to five? It doesn't sound terribly, if you listen to the explanation, rooted in science. It's more what people could tolerate, according to Dr. Walensky. And to- see, that's what it is, what people can tolerate. Oh, so it's not that the, it's not that we have to be in for, for five days is enough. It's the fact that people will not stay in for 10 days. And people won't rise up against the, the government Hopefully again. get people back to work and into school. See, that's what it all is. Back to school, back to work. I see. Perhaps to set some people's minds at ease, but is it based in science from your view? Over the next three to four weeks, we are going to see the number of cases in this country rise so dramatically that we're going to have a hard time keeping everyday life operating. 
Uh, already we're seeing it in our healthcare settings where if we could easily lose 10 to 20 percent of healthcare workers who are not available to work at all in a very difficult market already. We're seeing that right now in critical infrastructure areas where people just can't come to work. So to me, uh, ideally you would like to have more time to allow mm -hmm. people to clear the virus, not potentially be transmitting it. But at the same time, we've got to have people who are there every day doing the work. And so how can... Yeah, they got to go to work. You know, people have right. to go to work or the country shuts down. I understand that. But if we never get past this, we're never going to have we a country. The safest environment. Can't you just wear two masks at work? Can't, can't you fucking stay home for 10 well, days? Actually, I support what they're doing. I think that it's not perfect. It won't be perfect. It's but not. What we have coming before us the next few weeks is hardly going to allow for just a perfect response. One of the things that raised our eyebrows yesterday, Dr. Walensky, when I asked her, shouldn't you show a negative test after those five days, not just put on a mask mm -hmm. and go back to work or go back to school? And she said, well, a lot of those tests may show you positive results for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so you'd be quarantining for weeks oh. if you took a test. But that's a good thing. Does that mean the tests we have, which everyone's being encouraged to get, mm -hmm. aren't really doing us much good? Well, there are three issues with testing that we have to be aware of right now. Number one is you have to distinguish between the PCR test and what is the over-the-counter test. Uh, right. I have concerns about how accurately the over-the-counter test is actually picking up infections. Right. That yeah, that was bullshit. Them. It's and not like a pregnancy test. Life-altering decisions about do I go? You better off peeing on it. So it, you shouldn't base life-altering decisions on the over-the-counter pregnancy test a family event where there may be people <laughs> at high risk for getting seriously ill right and i test negative just before i go but i really was positive so that's the first thing that's what happened the second to me thing is the pcr is the definitive test uh and that we want to get that but that can be positive for sometimes uh basically weeks after infection because you have what we call viral debris meaning the uh -oh. virus isn't there but you're picking it up the uh, remnants of the virus and so you are positive but the third thing which i think is by far the most important in all of these in another two weeks it's going to be almost impossible to get a test there are going to be so right. many people who want to be tested that you don't have a test so how have a rec how can you have a recommendation to say get tested and you can't find one right but that, but he's making a good point the over-the-counter test is such bullshit i've read like article after article where it's like some people are saying it's only 60 percent some are saying 40 percent some are saying 70 percent but like i said it's you're, you're better off getting a uh, a pregnancy test or just or just get the COVID over the counter test and pee on it rather than put it in your mouth it's just as accurate I, we're all screwed i mean for you and i who are the number one and number two people when it comes to COVID, careful for us right. to be this sick over right. christmas is ridiculous that means yeah. we're all fucked right well here's the really crazy thing you know after my nephew remember we had talked about the story uh last april that my nephew had tried to climb the building in times square and he fell off right and it made national news and snoop dogg called him the dummy of the week and then the the organization that he was involved with was suing snoop dogg for that video right um he had had covid right before that like a like about a month earlier, he was like number he was number two in the country. Yeah, right. He was like patient patient zero, patient two. You're right. right. He had COVID very early. Uh, it was before the vaccinations. And my boyfriend said to me, "Kevin's personality is very different since COVID." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Ah, you're just reading into it." Well, damn if there's not a major study that was written up today in National Geographic 
Can COVID-19 alter your personality? Here's what brain research shows. And what they're saying is that Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and traumatic brain injury can cause changes in behavior. Now, so can the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. That they're seeing the same type of brain activity or lack thereof in those early COVID patients as they are with people that have Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Parkinson's, and traumatic brain injury. So it's crazy. A good study, because you love studies. A guy was sitting around going, I want to find out if I look at Yankee Candle and I look at the reviews for Yankee Candles, when did people start complaining that they have no smell anymore? And he, (laughs) he put that graph together with the with the COVID graft, and it matches it exactly. So when okay, COVID, so Yankee Candle smells, but then people had COVID, so they lost the sense of smell, so they and they blamed it on Yankee Candle. They started complaining on on Google that this Yankee Candle doesn't smell like anything. So the, he looked at the negative reviews of Yankee Candle, and it's perfectly grafted to the COVID. Because I got a candle for Christmas, and I and I went, it's it smells like wax. Thank you for the wax candle. It says pumpkin on it. I couldn't tell you what it is. Oh, God. Wait, you lost your sense of smell? I don't have smell or taste. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, wait. So you you didn't tell me that part. I can't smell shit. I've been coughing my head off. I swear I'm going to die. I okay, mean, wait. So even though you keep testing testing negative for right. COVID, you're sh- you're sure you have it because you can't smell or taste anything. I can't anything. smell. I can't taste. And, and oh. I, I'm dying. Oh, God. I didn't realize. Yeah. So... Yankee Candle sucks. <laughs> this is the I mean, one time I can go into Bath and Body Work and go, wow, this place is actually, uh, I can stay here. <laughs> this place is lovely. I like yeah, this. I mean, you know you have, that. don't even bother going and get a COVID test. Just walk into Yankee Candle. Do you smell right. it? If you smell it, you're negative. If it, you don't smell it, I have news for you. You've got COVID, my friend. And I don't even know why I have to go get a COVID test because if I get any worse, there's, and what the hell are you going to do for me? There's nothing you right. can do. So it doesn't matter if I have it or not. I feel like shit. Well, you can go. There is that. Um, I forget what the therapy is called. There's some kind of like therapy they're doing now where they like an infusion therapy. If you have COVID. Oh, well, then now you have to go to the doctor and I'll probably get Delta by that point. Lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into weight loss programs all this week on the Cooper and Anthony show. People are sharing their most unpopular opinions, and I want to see if you actually agree with them. So we're going to see if you agree with these people and how you feel with everybody else. So the first one is coffee smells 100 times better than it tastes. Um. Yes, I think for the most part, that's definitely true. Like you smell coffee and you're like, oh, mm. that smells amazing. And not a lot of people know how to make a good cup of coffee. So I would say yes to that, especially at Starbucks. Like you walk in like, oh, it smells great in here. And then you taste it. It's like, ooh, mm. they burn the coffee. Yeah, just give me the beans and I'll carry them home. Yeah, six, right. <laughs> 68% of people said, yeah, I'll, I'll take the smell over the taste any day. Yeah. Putting a period at the end of a text message adds aggression. Oh, that's a big thing. The full stop. No, I'm serious. Like the full stop is what it's called. Yeah, that is a Gen Z younger millennial thing that if you put a period at the end, it means you're being you're not supposed to put punctuation. Really? Yeah. I've never thought of that. 56% of people agree with you. Yeah. Uh, All right. 
Uh, this is an unpopular opinion. Nickelback is a good band. No, it is not a good band. They are a good band. They are not a good band. They're ridiculously terrible. I think they're great. I, I, I'm going to say disagree. 60% of people agree with you on that. Ice cream in a bowl is superior to ice cream in a cone. Agree or disagree? I'm a cone girl. I, here's what I do. So I start eating. I get I get sprinkles. Once the sprinkles are gone, I use my tongue to push the ice cream down into the cone. That way, every piece of the cone More has ice cream in it. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a whole system. Yeah, no, I definitely prefer, unless I'm having fudge, in which case I prefer it in a, in a cup. This is a tough question. Am I having fudge or, or am I no, having sprinkles? No, this is ice cream. Ice cream in a bowl. Or an ice cream in a cone. You got to pick one. Which one are you uh, going to get? Definitely cone. Cone, 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 Okay. Uh, 52, uh, 53% of people said cone is more better. Uh, oh. Airplane seats, I agree, should not be able to recline. <sighs> There's no reason for an airplane seat to recline. Are you that freaking lazy that you got to lay back in that seat? How long is the flight? It doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes or 10 hours. No, a two-hour flight, I could sit straight up. If I'm going cross-country, I need to recline. No, you're one of them. Okay, 62% of people say recline. (sighs) Yeah, for long flights, I I must recline. The letter Q is unnecessary and no reason to be in the English alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the penny of letters. Yeah, you don't need it. It, it, No. They could be called Uanon. (laughs) We don't care. Uh, Yeah, 74% of people said, yeah, go ahead. Take the cue out. We don't need a cue, and we don't need pennies. Ooh, I wonder how you feel about this. Tomatoes have zero taste in ruined sandwiches. Okay. I would have said yes to that if I had never gone to Italy and had a tomato in terms of what it's supposed to taste like. And the problem is most of us eat those shitty hothouse tomatoes. Mm -hmm. You have never had like a really good, well-grown tomato. When you have a really good, well-grown tomato like they have in Rome, it's it's like candy. It's it's a whole other experience. So I'm a huge tomato fan. So I would say I say no to that. Must must have tomatoes. Yeah. See, people get tomatoes from the store and it's just a bag of water. But if you get the tomato from the farmer's market that's grown in the ground, Two oh, different types of tomatoes. Delicious. Sixty-eight so percent yeah. of people agree with us. Uh, I don't. I don't understand these people. I don't want to be friends with these people. The show Friends is painfully unfunny and the most overrated thing ever. I feel like I bet The Office these days. They keep playing on Comedy Central. They keep playing the last seasons of The Office. Mm-hmm. Early seasons, super funny. But the later seasons, the one where Steve Carell is gone, those are not funny at all. That That is not, yeah, That I don't get The Office anymore. I don't, that, that humor is totally over my head. And me, I'm a huge Mindy Kaling fan. Like, she's my favorite person on the whole planet. But, um... I, I don't, yeah, I feel like about the office. Friends, I still watch and I laugh at it. Yeah, I, don't, I know there's I don't a lot of stuff that's sexist. People. I know that it's not diverse. I know that it's very inappropriate in today's culture. Like, there's things now that, like, d- through the lens of 2021, you cringe, but it's still funny. We should normalize non diamond engagement rings. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I got a sapphire for my engagement ring. Mm hmm. I loved it. I thought that was really great. I was way ahead of way ahead of the curve there. Yeah, ninety one percent of people said, "Yeah, we should normalize that." That's cool because now they're making uh, diamonds 
inside people are making them so it's it's lab grown diamonds and they're amazing right they look great no more conflict diamonds yeah orange juice with pulp is better than orange juice without pulp this is interesting okay so i think if you're somebody who likes plain ice cream you probably like plain orange juice I like stuff in my ice cream. I like stuff in my orange juice. I like the added texture. I like texture in stuff. So I prefer the pulp. Give me the pulp. It says with pulp. You like it with pulp. Not this much. I like the one that says some pulp. Oh, you're going to agree with this. Cold weather is better than warm weather. 100%. See, you're weird. 56% of people agree with you. Not enough people. Basic handyman and repair skills should be taught in high school. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been saying this for years, that there should be a class in school that teaches basic stuff. Like basic stuff. Like, I don't know, how to tip waiters Mm -hmm. and what plates and what uh, silverware you use if you go to a formal dinner and, um, you know, how to, I don't know, how to to hail a cab in New York City. How to, how to wire a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you don't have to do it. Just kind of know the fundamentals about it. So how to can, change a tire. Right. In, in less yeah. than five minutes. See, that's what you should learn because I'm good at that. I can change a tire in five minutes. And why? Because I learned in high school. Right. That's the kind of stuff that you should be able to learn in high school. All the easy stuff, like all the tech stuff, like how to sync up all your stuff, how to, you know, how to. How to pair your AirPods to your phone. That should be a class. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Moist isn't a gross word. It's a gross word. It's a gross word, you say. Ugh, it's such a gross word. 67% of people said, yeah. That's because women don't like it. Playing video games with friends should be considered plans. Yes, of course. Yeah, we agree. 86% said yeah. Making the bed is a pointless chore and a waste of time. Okay. I have a real problem with this. As you know, I made my bed every single morning. Yes. I woke up at 3.30 every morning and I made my bed. I have I love coming home to a well-made bed, to a really nice put-together room. It makes me feel better. It makes my day go better. And there's research that shows that successful people make their bed every day. There's something to be said for making your bed and having a nice, clean place to sleep. And if you're somebody that does not get a lot of sleep, one of the things you could do is make your bed and make your bed a place that you want to get into every night. So making your bed, very important. So you're going to disagree. Uh, 55% of people. So 40, 45% of people are lazy. College, Slackers. Colleges shouldn't force you to take classes irrelevant to your career path. I mean, after what we were just saying about there are certain things that mm-hmm. classes you, you should take i don't know i think college is there to prepare you for the world and even though my career path wasn't i didn't have to learn french and spanish for my my career path mm-hmm. i think it's important to know those things i think there's a lot of um, i took economics you know that had nothing to do with my life but it it helped me in other ways i think it opens up other parts of the brain so if you're an art major you should also learn science you know Science as well. Yeah. I, no, I think you're there in college to expand your mind and learn lots of things, not just the one myopic thing you're there to do. That's what grad school is for. 73% of people agree with you. Showering at night is way better than showering in the morning. 
Ding, 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 ding. That's me. I'm going to disagree. And that 63% of people agree with me that you should take showers in the morning. But then you go to bed dirty. I don't care. Take a shower at night and in the morning. How about that? No one has that kind of time. I don't like girls. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. This is stupid. I'm still so fascinated by the story that I could not wait to get on the air with you tonight to tell you about this. Okay. Okay. You know when you go to McDonald's and the ice cream McFlurry machine, you ever been there and it's and the machine's broken? No, you, there's a website now that you can go on to and check and see if your McDonald's ice cream machine is working. Exactly. And In the real reason time. why Right. And the reason why there's that and by the way, there's also a million Twitter pages devoted to mm-hmm. tweets about broken ice cream machines at McDonald's. Um, the reason why is because those machines are constantly broken. They're constantly down. And it's become such an issue. An investigation was done. There's a big controversy going on that I thought was very interesting. Okay. So those McDonald's machines are made by a company called Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor charges franchisees, people that have a McDonald's franchise, $18,000 for the machine. Mm-hmm. They also are the only ones who can repair the machine, mm-hmm. and they charge crazy amounts of money to repair the machine, mm-hmm. which is, okay, so the machine is really, really high-end. So a lot can go wrong, and Wired, the magazine Wired, did a whole investigation into this, and they compare these machines to like a high-end sports car. You know, like you go get a Ferrari, or a Lamborghini, and it's beautiful. But if one little thing goes wrong, that that part is ex- extremely expensive, and it's hard to repair, and there's lots of things that can go wrong because it's a high-end sports car. So that's what these ice cream machines are, all right? So, for example, the machines themselves, they pasteurize the dairy in mm. it. It's one of the most sanitary machines on the planet. And if you don't take it apart and clean over 100 pieces on a regular basis, it gives you an error message and it won't work. Mm -hmm. Okay? So even if you don't clean it properly, so the machine isn't even broken, you just didn't clean it properly, and now you have no machine. Okay? So these two tech people in their 30s decided to do something about it. Melissa Nelson and Jeremy O'Sullivan they came up with this great hack. It's like cheat codes, mm-hmm. where they not, not only did they find a secret menu in these Taylor machines, but they found a way for the machine to alert the franchise person that the machine needs some TLC and what it needs so the person can fix it themselves before it actually breaks down. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Uh, they have a program. There's an app for the owner, and the like. The app will alert you and be like, "Hey, part number seventy five is about to go out. Mm-hmm. Go, go clean it. Go fix it." And the program is called Kitch, K Y T C H, and it's great. And McDonald's franchise owners that have this app that are using it, I mean, they're so grateful because it's saving them tens of thousands of dollars in repairs. Except McDonald's and Taylor are suing them. Mm-hmm. They're suing these two kids. Why? Because part of the contract. Taylor plan, part of the contract built in was that they were going to also get the repair money. Mm-hmm. So they made an inferior product. These kids found a way. It's like it's like Scooby-Doo. Like, oh, we could have gotten away with it. It weren't for you pesky kids. Um. So there's a whole lawsuit going on now against these two kids who have now countersued McDonald's and Taylor. 
See, the thing is, is with those machines, if you turn it off five minutes before it's done or, or it doesn't get the right temperature, it just shuts down. And you can't, like, just unplug it, plug it back in, and it's going to run. You have to wait for somebody to come out. And it got to the point, I don't even go to McDonald's and ask anymore because it's a joke. Right. If you look at the, if it's, is my ice cream machine broke.com or something like that. If you go to that website and see it in real time, there's 10 McDonald's around me right now, but the ice cream machine is not working. Right. So I can yeah. imagine working the drive through and telling people, because they go, you got to be kidding me. But Taylor also makes the frosting machine for Wendy's. They also make the ice cream machine for Sonic. Those are never down. They're different models. Mm. So McDonald's only gets this type of Taylor ice cream. Everybody else gets a different type of Taylor ice cream machine, and those never break down. Or if they do, they tell you the code in real English that you can understand. Right. Well, according to the Wired article, I thought this was really interesting. The McDonald's McFlurry machine, the ice cream machine, they the amount of product they put in versus how much money they make off it is like astronomical. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you spend, you know, whatever, $5 on the stuff that goes in and you make thousands and thousands of dollars when the machine is working. So I guess this is a way for Taylor to take a piece of that profit because it's their machine that is making the McDonald's franchisees this much extra money. So I guess that's the way that they take a cut of that. They take a cut by forcing you to use their repair right. service. And these kids came along and found a, a really great a cheat code, basically. It's like, I wonder how many people are like me that go to McDonald's and you like the ice cream. The yeah. ice cream cone was like, I don't know, what's it, a dollar ninety nine cents? And it, it used to be great, but I don't order it anymore. I can right. because I, I it's a joke that it's not working. So how much money are they losing a day by people don't even asking anymore? They don't promote it. They don't advertise it. Exactly. Because they know it's a joke. And that's the point. They're losing a lot of money because the profit margin on the ice cream was one of the highest of all their products. Yeah, this is why I can't be in the fast food world because I would lose my mind. That's one of them (laughs) I would lose my mind. Another one was like a year ago, Popeye's came out with a Popeye's chicken sandwich that was everybody was saying was better than Mm chick-fil-a so there was a run on popeyes that everybody had to try one of these sandwiches right (laughs) so a month into it they ran out of sandwiches so it was (laughs) eight months before it made it back on the menu and And by then people didn't care they went back to chick-fil-a and they they had their regular routine right and i'm I'm sitting there going you're popeyes you make chicken how hard is it to put a piece of chicken on a bread and give it to somebody (laughs) Do do you have to have meetings to figure this out? It's not that hard. You know, does it have to be a special type of bread? Order it. Does it have to be a special type of chicken? Order it. I mean, it was eight months. Then you forget about it. Then I don't even remember that Popeye even exists anymore. So they had a good thing going. They fucked it up. McDonald's (laughs) had a great thing going with their shakes. They fucked it up. Yeah. 